What's up, everybody? Episode 68 of the How on Infinity podcast, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. I am your host, Jacob Knight, and we got a great show lined up for you today, folks. On today's episode, we're going to talk about season two of The Boys, which premiered on Amazon Prime over the weekend. And then we're going to talk about the new Xbox, which finally got a release date and a price tag. And then we're going to wrap things up by looking into the upcoming NFL season. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yes, 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 that time of weekend, everybody. Episode 68 of the Howl Infinity podcast, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. Like always, I'm your host, Jacob Knight. First time listening to the podcast, welcome to the podcast. And if you are a returning listener, we're glad to have you back for another fantastic episode. And if you're on the social media sites, please like us on Facebook at Howl Infinity Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, just made that one. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at high infinity pod or follow me on my personal accounts twitter and instagram at so yeah i'm asian if you didn't get all that please go to the link tree link in the bio of the podcast as all our social media sites and our podcasting platforms such as apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and the anchor app and if you do listen to us on apple Podcasts, please leave your boy a five-star review it'll be greatly appreciated and also do another favor for me after you listen to this episode, please go listen to my interview I did with my good podcasting buddy, Tyler Sr. from Stash House Podcast. Had a great conversation. We recorded over Labor Day weekend. Uh, please, so please go check that out after you listen to this episode. But besides that, hope everybody had a great weekend, had a nice uh, holiday break. Uh, majority, the, majority of us had the three-day weekend. Um, and also, I want to speak on last week's episode for a quick second. Last week, I spoke about some pretty serious subject matter. So I felt like last week wasn't the right place or time to bring it to the fact that the previous weekend I went white water rafting for the first time. It was fun. Not as terrifying as I thought it would be. Uh, not going to lie. Maybe because I don't know. I wasn't, wasn't that, I don't know. Probably cause I expected us to flip over and we didn't flip over. That's probably why I wasn't as terrifying as I thought it would be. But I just wanted to tell y'all about that experience experience. But a lot, of, a lot of things that I saw over this past weekend, but I felt like some of the things uh, I, wanted, I wanted to talk about, I couldn't talk about it in enough detail like I normally do. And one of those things I saw over the weekend that caught my eye was the Mulan movie. It came out last Friday to uh, to stream on Disney+, Plus, but you had to pay an extra $30 on top of your subscription to watch it. Me personally, I'm not going to pay $30 to watch a movie. Nothing against the people who did pay to watch it. You know, I'm not going to tell y'all how to spend, you know, your hard-earned money, but I did hear positive reviews about it. It's being touted as one of the better Disney live-action movies, but the reactions to the film are not what caught my eye. So I hopped on Twitter over the weekend, and I saw the hashtag Boycott Mulan was trending. I didn't pay no mind at first because I thought people were just boycotting the movie because because uh, no one, they didn't want to pay $30 to watch the movie. From what I saw, people were like, this is just a test run for Disney. Like, if enough people pay extra money to see this movie and it does good, Disney may take the same approach uh, when they release, you know, movies on a streaming service until things get back normal from COVID nineteen. And the next big movie underneath the Disney umbrella that's set to come out is the is Marvel's Black Widow movie coming out. I think at the beginning of November. I think you know a movie I talked about a lot on the podcast where things you know were normal earlier this year. Like I said earlier. If it is $30, I'm not paying $30 to see a movie. I can see if it's $15 because, you know, I paid $15 uh, for a movie in the past. But 
if they if they do do that with the Black Widow movie, I probably won't watch it on Disney Plus until it's you know free on Disney Plus, or you just have to pay your normal subscription price to watch that movie. But uh, Disney, uh, but Disney's probably you know charging this extra money to recuperate the money that they lost, you know, by people not going to the movie theaters when the shutdown happened. But I looked up why, what's the real reason why people were boycotting the Mulan movie. It was revealed that last summer, the actress playing Mulan, she voiced support for the Chinese government to crack down on pro-democracy uh, activists. Uh, this is too much info to get into on a podcast. So if you're interested, just Google like Mulan boycott. There's, there's a ton of articles covering the issue that will give you better in-depth information uh, more than me. Or yeah, they'll give you more uh, in-depth information than I can on this podcast. But back to the fun stuff. I finished and I started some new shows over the weekend. I finally finished my Ozark watch. Really good show. It's one of those shows that gets better as the season goes on. And it's uh, it was crazy. No, it was very it was crazy up until the very last second of season three. And a quick premise of Ozark. Basically, Ozark is about a guy and his business partner. They launder money for the Mexican cartel. But when his partner starts stealing money, from the cartel, they kill him. And when the cartel is about to kill the main character, he tells them that he can wander like five times the amount of money in a popular vacation spot in Missouri called the Ozark. So uh, he moves his family down there to, you know, wander money for uh, the cartel. And while in the Ozarks, he encounters like crime families and the mob. Really good show. I highly recommend it. It's on it's on Netflix if you didn't know. But I, but before I move on, I, I got to get something off my chest about Ozark. Um, I'm gonna talk about spoilers for a couple minutes. So, if you haven't seen Ozark, skip ahead probably about one or two minutes. If you don't want to be spoiled, this this section is specifically to the people that have seen Ozark. All I gotta say is this: towards the end of season three, White was going out really sad, in my opinion. Why this this kid was shacking it up with Miss Darlene, like Miss Darlene who who looked like she was using the heroin she was selling, like the notorious Big God rest his soul. Biggie said this. He he always said, never get high on your own supply. And keeping it on Miss Darlene for a second, I'm surprised her crazy ass still got that baby. Like when Marty was giving little baby Zeke to her, I was like, damn, Marty, what the hell are you doing, man? And probably the craziest thing that happened to Ozark was when Wyatt started knocking boots with Miss Darlene. I was like, damn, this, this show crazy as hell. Like this, that is by far the craziest thing that happened in the show, in my opinion. Crazier than Wendy getting her you know wedding her brother get killed ruth killing her uncles miss darlene killing her husband marty killing the pastor then taking care of his son marty hitting a lick on a strip club and then buying the strip club after he hits the lick on it you got the cartel shooting up the the baptizing ceremony miss darlene shooting tommy from power in the nuts with a shotgun the snails moving dope at a church service and when marty and wendy get their kids in the family business like Wyatt smashing Miss Darlene is crazier than all that stuff, in my opinion, because it came out of nowhere and it was never really explained. And, it, and to be honest, I like I like Wyatt. You could tell he has a good heart, and uh, and you can see that when Ruth was trying to get him into college and send him away so he could leave, you know, uh, this kind of life behind. And I know you're saying, and, and I know the saying, you know, the heart want when it, the heart wants what it wants, and age ain't nothing but a number. But damn it. Miss Darlene damn near pushing 60. And Wyatt, me being nice, I want to say Wyatt's probably, I think he's 18, 19 in the show. And the reason why I'm saying this is because 
he could have had Charlotte this whole entire time. Like that was a ship I was going for at the beginning of the show. They're about the same age. I know that Ruth and Ben were a couple and they're probably Ruth was probably in her early twenties. And I'm gonna give Ben some slack. I'm gonna say Ben was in his early thirties, maybe a 10 year, 10, 12 year age difference, but that's not as bad as Wyatt and Miss Darlene. But moving on, um, I, I started a new anime. First, I'm still catching up on Hunter x Hunter. I think I probably got about 40 episodes left on that show. But I knew, I, yeah, I started a new anime called, let me get the name right. It's called uh, Apari Ranman. It's on Funimation. I came across this show on Twitter when I saw a clip and I was like, oh, this looks interesting. What show this is? Quick premise on Apari Ranman. Basically, the show takes place in late 1800. Early 1900s is about this genius engineer who gets in trouble. So they hired a samurai to watch over him. And uh, the, and the engineer, he builds like a steamboat to escape. But the samurai follows him and they end up lost at sea. And, and they're being and they were rescued by an American shipping crew that takes him to L.A. And the quickest and the quickest way back to Japan is to win a cross country race. And with that prize money, they're going to use that to go back home. And of course, and of course across the journey, they, and they encounter rival racers and bandits. I'm probably about six or seven episodes in. Really like it a lot. Really interesting. Definitely recommend it. Like I said, it's on Funimation. I haven't checked. I think it said it's on Hulu too, but it's definitely on Funimation if you have that streaming service. And then finally, the big show that premiered over the weekend was season two of The Boys on Amazon Prime. I talked about season two a few episodes ago the first season was really good in my opinion and a quick premise on the boys the boys is set in the world where superheroes are treated like athletes and celebrities you know they have endorsement deals and, and movies based on them and uh the premier superhero group the seven it's kind of similar to the justice league uh, they're backed by this big corporation called vault international and most heroes in the seven are corrupt especially the leader homelander homelander is basically a mix between captain america and Superman, he's the most corrupt out of all of them. And the heroes in this story uh, are a group called the Boys, who wants to, you know, bring out the corruption of the Seven involved and bring that to the forefront. And now that the first batch of episodes of season two are on Amazon Prime, instead of releasing the entire the the entire season like they did with season one, uh, they released the first three episodes and released new episodes every Friday until the season is over i think season two has eight episodes just like the first season so we have five more uh, weeks to go and uh i did not have a problem with them releasing episodes weekly because they told us when the first trailer dropped like, hey we're not going to release the whole season we're just going to release the first three episodes then release it every friday until it's over but so far by the first three episodes is pretty good highly recommend watching the boys if you have amazon prime and not switching lanes finally and i mean finally the new xbox price and release date has been announced you know well listening to this podcast i talked about the new playstation and xbox said to come out later this year and when i covered the new xbox the xbox series x i talked about uh they're releasing a cheaper version as well called the xbox series s well today uh you know wednesday the record day they revealed the price of the new xbox uh the xbox series x the system is listed at 499 dollars, of course before taxes you can't lie thought it'd be a little more expensive since the Xbox One was uh, $500 when it was released in 2013. Now, I assume, you know, this system will be more advanced and more powerful. I thought it'd be more expensive, you know, just logically thinking. But if you're not feeling uh, the price of the, of the new Xbox, 
uh, Microsoft is releasing a cheaper version called the Xbox Series S. And that is priced at $300, of course, before taxes. And they released a picture of the system as well. It's white with like this black, it's like an air vent of some sort. I don't know what it is. Uh, like this black air vent looking thing up top or on its side if you st if you stand it up uh, vertically. And Microsoft tweeted out a picture of both the system and, I and IGN broke the news. And usually when it comes to video game news, I, I go to IGN because they're like the one of the premier sources for information when it comes to this type of stuff. And it looks in the Xbox Series S looks a lot smaller than the new Xbox. They're making a pitch that it's the smallest Xbox ever. And it will be and both systems will be released on November 10th, a Tuesday, which is a little strange. But pre-orders for the systems will start September 22nd. So about a week and a half from now. And you can pre-order uh, both systems, uh, according to IGN, on Microsoft's website, Amazon, Target, Walmart, Best Buy, GameStop, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But no, no, but no news yet on the release date or price of the PlayStation 5. But I assume we'll get a date sometime soon since Microsoft uh, put out their price for, you know, their system. But knowing my luck during my off week, I forgot to mention that before in the beginning of the episode. Next week, there will be no podcast. Uh, it's my birthday. So usually I take my birthday off. So no no new episode next week. Like I say, just listen to this episode or my interview with uh, Tyler Senior from Stash House Podcast. Got to plug that in as many times as I can. But like I said, no episode next week. Taking a week off. We'll be back in a couple weeks after this episode. And we're back to what I'm saying. Knowing my luck, when I take my off week, they'll reveal the price and the release date for the new PlayStation. But if they uh, but if they do, you know, I'll come back on the pod and I'll talk about it. But if I had to guess, I'll say the PS5 will be about, I say, $400, $450. And the Discless Edition may be, I say, $300, $350. And I think they said uh, November 20th was the date that they were looking at, but none of that's confirmed yet. But... Quick recap, the new Xbox title Xbox Series X is $500. The cheaper version, Xbox Series S, is $300, and they're going to be both available on November 10th. Pre-order starts September 22nd. But, you know, I'll keep you up to date on all the latest news about the new Xbox and PlayStation when or whenever the price and release date is revealed. Maybe a little late since I'm taking a week off, but if the PlayStation 5 does get a release date and a price reveal, I'll get on the podcast to talk about it. Maybe a little late, but I'll have all the details for you. So the NFL season is set to kick off Thursday night when the defending Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs, takes on the Houston Texans. In my opinion, they couldn't pick a better game to kick off the season. Two of my favorite players in the league and the future of the league and Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson will set to do battle to kick off the brand new season. And you know it's football season when you ask to join a fantasy football league. I told myself, I told myself this year I'm gonna cut down my fantasy football teams. Last year I had eight teams, and this year I said I will only have four teams, but I feel good about the six teams I have for this upcoming season. And now moving on to the actual season. I'm not going to give you a full breakdown like I did last year where I looked at every single team and gave my take on them. This time, I'm just going to look at some of the biggest storylines in the season, predict the playoff teams, predict MVP, and predict the Super Bowl matchup. But let's look, but let's look into some storylines for the upcoming season. First, playing in the pandemic. To be honest, 
I don't know if all the stadiums are going to have no fans in attendance this season. I know that some stadiums already said they will not have no fans in attendance. But according to an article I read from ESPN, it depend like it depends on the state guidelines for each team. Uh, some teams will have a limited capacity, while other teams will play with no fans. And I think uh, most of the teams that that are playing with with uh, limited capacity said they're going to have a fill up. Thinking they're, ha- they're going to have the capacity at twenty percent. And I looked at the average NFL stadium. The average NFL stadium size is 67,000, and 20% of that is uh, 13,000. Seems Still seems a little sketchy to me, but it may work if they, you know, uh, have the fans spread it out across the stadium and have a mass protocol being applied to. And also, social justice and, inequal- and equality. Ever since the Colin Kaepernick started this in 2016, a lot of NFL players have been very vocal about social injustices in the black community. And then, you know, this has been amplified lately over the past few months since the murders of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and the shooting of Jacob Blake in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, about a week and a half ago. And I'm just curious on uh, to see what, you know, what the players will do besides, you know, kneel with solidarity. I wonder, will the NFL allow them to have like stickers on the back of their helmets? Uh, change the name on the back of their jersey to, you know, like some of the phrases the NBA have it or other ways to show support for the Black Lives, Black Lives Matter movement. And now we're going to look at some of the on-the-field storylines for this upcoming season. First off, you know, Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, by far the biggest off-season story in the NFL, probably one of the biggest off-season stories in NFL history, uh, to be honest. But the Bucks' real deal went from scrubs to Super Bowl contenders overnight when Tom Brady signed with them. And to be honest, it's going to look weird seeing Tom Brady in a Buccaneers jersey. It's going to take some getting used to. It was like seeing Peyton Manning in a Denver jersey. It's like, man, you know you know when a guy is synonymous to a team for most of their career and they switch teams, it's going to take some getting used to for them. You know, for, for them, to, it's going to take some getting used to uh, when you see them in their new uniform. But – uh, Brady is taking the reins of one of the best offenses in the NFL. Of course, he got two pro bowlers and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans at receiver. Got Gronkowski coming out of retirement to be the tight end. And he has a plethora of running backs like Leonard Fournette and LaShawn McCoy. Like, they are definitely going to be playoff bound and a contender for the Super Bowl. And speaking of Super Bowl, let's talk about the Super Bowl chance of Kansas City Chiefs. So can the Chiefs repeat? The last team to repeat the Super Bowl champs was the Patriots in 2003 and 2004. And I say the Chiefs, I say they got a chance. Uh, they return most of their team, and, and Mahomes is only getting better. And, you know, he has all those weapons offensively. You know, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. They drafted um kid from LSU, think Clyde Hillier Edwards. I think I think that's his name. And, and you, had to bring, you had to bring back all those weapons, adding new ones, and the defense has improved. So I like their chances on repeating as a Super Bowl champions. And moving on to the MVP of last season, Lamar Jackson. How will Lamar Jackson follow up his MVP season? The last repeat MVP is Payne Manning, my favorite quarterback of all time, in 2008-2009. Uh, and I believe Lamar Jackson's MVP season was not a fluke. Uh, he has improved his throwing from his first season to his second season. And I assume he improved his throwing even more from his second season to his third season for what i'm seeing (coughs) oh excuse me and for what i'm seeing most of his team is returning but i do believe but do i believe the ravens will go 14 and 2 again no i don't think so i believe they're in that 
11 and 5, 12 and 4 range. I don't know if they win the division, but Big Ben is back in Pittsburgh, and the Browns are looking to bounce back from the year before. So I do believe the AFC North will be more competitive like it usually is every year. And moving on to Dak Prescott, how will Dak Prescott perform after getting a franchise tag? I don't know how big of a story this really is, but on Undisputed, they talk about this quite often. So I have to, I have to admit, I have to tone down on my Cowboy slander this year because Dak Prescott is a fantasy quarterback on a couple of my teams. Personally, I believe Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. Him just playing for the Cowboys is the reason why he, you know, he's getting all this slander. You know, because everybody hates the Cowboys. But I expect him to have another great year like he did last year so he can, you know, maybe he'll re-sign with the Cowboys or hit the free agent market and find a team that won't franchise tag him. And next, speaking of uh, uh, the Cleveland Browns, we'll talk about the Cleveland Browns. Can the Cleveland Browns bounce back from last year? Uh, safe to say that the Browns were probably the biggest disappointment in the NFL last season. On paper, they were playoff bound. You know, you had uh, Baker Mayfield coming off a great rookie year. You have um nick chubb at running back you got jarvis landry at receiver they have miles garrett on defense and they just and they just traded for odell beckham jr last year too uh odell beckham just made some news over the past couple days we're not going to get into that but uh will they bounce back from last year and possibly fight for a playoff spot and last but not least we're going to talk about cam newton to the patriots since tom brady left new england the patriots needed to find a replacement. So they picked up Cam Newton from free agency. I think this is a good pickup. Uh, Cam is out to prove that he still got it. He can still be an elite quarterback. And I believe Belichick, as his coach, he'll get back on track because, you know, because uh, Belichick won probably the best coach of all time. So Cam Newton is in good hands, in my opinion. And now moving on to the playoff teams. This year, the NFL added two more playoff spots, one in each conference. And with this changed, only the top seed in each conference will get the bye week instead of the top two uh, seeds in each conference getting the bye week like in the past. But here are my playoff predictions. We're going to start off with the AFC. I'm going to give you my four division winners and my three wild card teams. Uh, in the AFC West, I have the Chiefs coming out. No, Chiefs returning most of their team, not really too many changes. Um, you know, I don't, I don't see the Chargers doing nothing. They're, they're kind of rebuilding. I don't see who else is in that uh, division. Uh, the Broncos got the talent, but they lost Von Miller, which is a big hit on their defense. And Oakland got talent too, but I don't think they're quite there yet. So I got the Chiefs coming out of the AFC West. AFC North, I got the Ravens coming out. Honestly, I don't think the Bengals are going to do nothing. I think the Browns will have a bounce back year, but they're going to probably fall short of a playoff spot. And Pittsburgh does get Big Ben back. I think Pittsburgh is going to give them a run for their money, but I think at the end, uh, the Ravens are going to squeeze out with that division. In the AFC East, I had the Bills winning this one, stopping the reign of the New England Patriots because I don't see the Jets or Miami making any noise this year. And I think the Patriots, like the Steelers, they're going to give uh, the Bills a good run for their money, but I think the Bills are going to squeak out of that division. And now to the AFC South. This one was hard um, because Jacksonville, I don't see them doing nothing. The Colts may do something with Phillip Rivers as their quarterback and of course you got the titans the surprise team in the playoffs last year and the texans all in that division i was flip-flopping between this pick but i i'm gonna go with tennessee winning uh this division um with the texans i just don't like ever since they traded deandre hopkins i just don't see why who deshaun watts is gonna throw to 
Uh, Brandon Cooks gets injury prone every now and then, but he's not as injury prone as Will Fuller. Will Fuller can walk and he'll pull a hamstring. So I'm just nervous on who Deshaun Watson is going to throw to. That's why I'm picking Tennessee to win the division, the AFC South. I mean, it's my three wild card teams. I do have the Steelers making the playoffs. I do have the Texans making the playoffs, even though I'm still curious on Deshaun Watson's offensive weapons and, of course, the Patriots, because to me, the Patriots got Bill Belichick. That's at least a playoff. There was a playoff team wild card at minimum. Now moving on to the NFC. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna name all the all division winners and the wild card teams. Uh and the in the NFC North, I got the Packers winning that division. Um, honestly, I don't see the Bears doing nothing or the Lions doing anything. I, I like I say, uh, I think the Vikings will get the Packers a run for their money, but I think um I just trust Aaron Rodgers more than I trust Kirk, Kirk Cousins. So I got the Packers winning the NFC North. NFC South, tough one. Uh, the Panthers are improving. The Falcons are looking back for a bounce back year. They just signed Todd Gurley to bolster their offense. And you got the Buccaneers with Tom Brady and the Saints. I'm picking the Saints to win this division because they're the, they're the more complete team, in my opinion, than the Buccaneers. You know, the Buccaneers, you know, they, they haven't been together this whole offseason or as a shortened offseason, you know, with coronavirus. So I think they won't have the chemistry like the Saints have. So I got the Saints pulling away with the NFC South and the NFC East. To be honest, I don't see the Giants doing nothing. I don't see the Washington football team doing nothing. So it's between the Eagles and the Cowboys as usual. And with this one, I'll probably roll with the Cowboys just because I just – Carson Wentz, I can't – like if Carson Wentz can hold up, Throughout a season, I can, I can, I can, uh, I'll pick the Eagles to win. Granted, he did that last year. He, uh, but he got injured in the playoff game. But I'll just go with the Cowboys because I think Dak is more durable than Carson Wentz. And in the NFC West, um, I have the Seahawks winning this uh, division. I think the Cardinals are improving. My Rams, I, to be honest, I don't know what to say about them. I see them as an eight and eight, nine and seventeen like last year. So, uh, you know, the Cardinals, like I said, the Cardinals are improving. The Rams, they've been kind of in limbo since this whole offseason. And the 49ers, I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. They may regress a little bit. So I'm picking the Seahawks to pull away with that division. And my wild card teams in the NFC, I do have the Vikings. Like I said, they're going to get the Packers a run for their money. But I feel like the Packers, like I said, I, I trust Aaron Rodgers more than Kirk Cousins. Uh, the Buccaneers are going to make the playoffs. They got Tom Brady, so that's at least they're, they're, that's a playoff berth at minimum. And I got the 49ers making it because, like I said, I don't think they're going to go think 13 and three last year. I see more in that 10 and six range. I think, but I think 10 wins is good enough to get you in the playoffs. And now my MVP race. This is a loaded MVP race this year. Uh, some of your preseason favorites are Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, and Dak Prescott. And my pick this year, I'm going to go with Russell Wilson to be MVP. Uh, he was he's been an MVP contention for the last three or four years, and the last two years he lost because uh, two other players had historically great seasons. Patrick Mahomes, 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards in the season, and last season in Lamar Jackson, um, most rushing most rushing yards by a quarterback in NFL history. So I think Russell Wilson, this is his year, this is his year to break through and finally win him a well-deserved MVP. And lastly, my Super Bowl matchup. I know the money matchup 
everybody wants to see is the Chiefs versus the Buccaneers, Mahomes versus Brady, the new guard versus the old guard. But my pick for this year's Super Bowl is the Chiefs versus the Saints. I just feel like both of these teams are better overall teams than the Ravens and the Bucks. Like I trust Patrick Mahomes more in the playoffs than Lamar Jackson. Not saying Lamar Jackson isn't a good QB. I think he's there, but I think you know he can be as good as Patrick Mahomes. But as of now, I'll trust Mahomes over Jackson. And as a team, and as a team, I think the Saints. Like I said, I think the Saints are better than the Buccaneers. I think overall as a team, like I said, uh, the Mah- uh, the Chiefs are better than the Ravens. So that's my Super Bowl pick: the Chiefs versus the Saints. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. I greatly appreciate you taking time on your very busy day to give this podcast a listen. Thank you for all the likes, retweets, shares, and subscribe to the podcast. They mean the world to me. I will not be here without you, the listener. I will see y'all next time. Y'all be safe out there.